to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were in the But I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? It must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my trick shots there. Thanks very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. It is hour number one of the world-famous Chiggy Jaguar show. I almost jumped ahead of myself. 42 minutes after the hour. We've got Frank Verduccio from USA Gov Policy with us today on the telephone, and uh, we've got a lot to get to and not a lot of time. First of all, Frank, uh, there is an indictment on the horizon. It seems that the... Uh, the Clintons are uh, having some problems. The FBI investigation into Hillary Clinton's use of private email as Secretary of State has expanded to look at whether the possible intersection, quote-unquote, of the Clinton Foundation work and the State Department business may have violated public corruption laws. Three intelligence sources not authorized to speak on the record told Fox News that this new investigative track is in addition to the focus on classified material found on Clinton's personal server. Your thoughts, Mr. Venu? It is remarkable at this point in time that the Clintons are, uh, Hillary Clinton is actually considered a major candidate for president, considering the long list of scandals that she's really facing. Whether we're talking about Benghazi, the use of uh, classified emails on our personal server, or the actions of the Clinton Foundation, um, there are enough scandals there to basically sink any candidacy. Yes. Uh, we see in the polls that she's starting to slip pretty badly. Uh, in New Hampshire, it looks like she's got a real foot race with, uh, with Bernie Sanders. The president himself actually met with Bernie Sanders for the first time that we know of on a one-to-one. So we have to wonder what that indicates. But, of course, one of the questions out there is, since Bernie Sanders is considered by many unelectable, and Hillary Clinton might leave the race because of the scandals, does Joe Biden pop back into the race? See, this this is what I've wondered. If uh, if worst to first is 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 gonna be is gonna be back in the mix. Uh, this this whole thing with these with these emails, what 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 is the best I guess what 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 is the best thing that's gonna come out of this? I, I don't know if she'll be necessarily indicted but it looks like she could be it does look like but what's going to happen before then is a battle royale between the federal bureau of investigation and the department of justice remember the fbi is a part of the department of justice there are rumors however that there is a great split of opinion the fbi wants to move forward with an indictment the department of justice being loyal to president obama is trying to squash that indictment uh, we've seen the Department of Justice being used very politically during the course of the Obama administration. So we anticipate a fight unless, of course, the president himself switches allegiances from Hillary Clinton to either the vice president, Bernie Sanders, or an unknown candidate. 
We've got Frank Fernuccio with us today. He joins us live here on the broadcast and uh, talking here a little bit about the Hillary uh, situation. Some other things I want to cover with you, Mr. Fernuccio, is this uh, stock market panic. It seems like dozens of these Chinese billionaires seem to be mysteriously disappearing and not a lot of people are talking about it. Um, Amid the stock market panic in China, many of the country's most prominent billionaires seem to be just disappearing without a trace. Uh, This week, the chairman of the clothing company, Meteors Brown, became the most recently wealthy Chinese business person to just go missing. Uh, The company said in a statement on Thursday that it would be suspending its shares on the stock exchange and that they were unaware of his whereabouts. What is going on? Are these guys just basically throwing themselves off buildings or... What the hell's going on and out there, Frank? We don't have direct intelligence on each of the cases. Um, we do know that the Chinese economy grew at a rather astounding pace, but a lot of what was built in China, and I do mean built in the very specific sense of the word, is literally collapsing. Buildings that were put up uh, very quickly are falling down. A lot of the Chinese products, we've had problems with them right here in the United States, um, have turned out to be pretty defective. So it's not surprising that the so-called Chinese economic miracle is starting to fall apart, and when the companies fall apart, the people at the helm of those companies fall apart. (laughs) Yes. You're going to see a split in two types of companies. One, of course, is those that are wholly owned uh, as much as you can own anything in a communist country by private entrepreneurs, but there's another portion of the Chinese economy in which companies are owned not so much by private individuals, but by shell companies actually representing the Chinese government, and in particular, the Chinese military. I suspect those companies will continue without too much of a problem. We've got Frank Fernuccio with us today. Hear him each and every week on AMFM247.com and, uh, of course, iHeartRadio. He has got a syndicated radio program, which is just fantastic. And, uh, Frank, another story that I want to get your thoughts on here at 47 minutes after the hour is legal pot. It seems that there is there is a big story. Uh, CNBC has this up about is legal pot putting the Mexican drug farmers out of business. Uh, it seems that everybody... In the United States, the growing legalization of pot could be starting to put uh, some of the pinch on some of these biggest exporters of weed, which is basically Mexico drug farmers. Uh, a drop in the south of the border sales due to two factors, uh, growing legalization of a much better product and a negative brand image of Mexican cannabis, sometimes referred to, quote-unquote, as ditch weed, a reputation that has plagued it since the 1970s. Um, this, this is... I guess a byproduct of the uh, le- the war on drugs or the legalization and the moving away from the war on drugs. Um, from what your sources have been telling you, is this what's going on down there? There's two problems involved. Number one, of course, is whether or not it's actually possible to enforce laws against marijuana. That's the first part. The second part, of course, is whether, in fact, uh, marijuana is something that should be made more readily available. The part about not being able to enforce it is obvious. We can't do it. We haven't succeeded at all. People don't consider it that dangerous a drug. Whether it is or not is something else to look for the doctors to determine. But certainly it's not ranked up there with heroin or cocaine or something along those lines. Our efforts to stop it, particularly the imported weed, haven't worked very particular, haven't worked well at all. I think law enforcement is looking in a totally different direction. In essence, in most states in the United States, even though it isn't legal, 
it's been virtually put at the bottom of the heap in terms of law enforcement. So in essence, there has been a kind of legalization um, kind of through a backdoor entrance rather than through legislation, simply by the fact that most police departments really aren't paying a lot of attention to marijuana. It is the amazing Frank Fernuccio. He joins us today here on the broadcast, 49 minutes after the hour. And uh, what are some other stories that the mainstream media is missing, my friend, that uh, we need to talk about here today? Well, we've got to talk about, of course, the State of the Union tonight. And the yes. stories are going to be rampant in the coverage. Because if the president were honest tonight, he would have to say, sorry to tell you this, gang, but the condition of this country is not very good at all. Whether we're talking about foreign affairs in which the Russians are back to the Cold War and even stronger than they were then, the Chinese are acting as aggressive as all heck in the South China Sea and throughout Asia. The Chinese, of course, have also just built their first big new military base in Africa, of all places. The Iranians and the North Koreans are cooperating both in nuclear and missile programs. So the state of our foreign affairs, quite bluntly, is a bit of a mess. Domestically, we continue to see, despite the rosy predictions put out by the Depart- by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, American workers, particularly middle-class workers, continue to take it on the chin after the 2007 recession. The fact is, those jobs that the president continues to tout as, as reducing the unemployment rate down to 5%, well, most of those jobs are part-time jobs or minimum wage jobs with no benefits. So really, the middle class is right back to where it was, or it never really left, um, the recession of 2007. We've got Frank Fernuccio with us today. Uh, kind of expand a little bit on uh, the uh, the State of the Union and, and where you see uh, both sides kind of uh, going at it with this tonight. Well, the president is going to be pushing a progressive agenda, which the majority of Americans, according to most polls, don't really see as being particularly relevant to them. He's going to talk about climate change. He's going to talk about gun control. In both cases, most Americans don't see those as very core issues that are affecting them. They're worried about, they're greatly worried, of course, about the impact of of the bad economy, where there's no middle-class jobs really available. Um, They're going to worry about the fact that terrorism is expanding and becoming closer and closer to home all the time. They're going to worry about the fact that the United States national security is a bit of a mess. Um, They're going to look at all those issues, and they're going to, I think, look at the State of the Union tonight with, you know, somewhat of a jaundiced eye about where the president is heading. He seems to have boutique issues that are not really affecting everyday Americans. It is the fantastic Frank Vernuccio with us today, 52 minutes after the hour. Give us a preview of what you got coming up on the radio program this weekend. Well, we're going to be looking at the Iran nuclear program and how the Iranians in December once again tested a a missile capable of carrying a nuclear warhead and why the administration has decided, despite that fact, despite the fact that it's a violation not only of the nuclear deal, but of older United Nations sanctions, why the administration continues to refuse to uh, let up on its plan to do away with sanctions and restore those billions of dollars to Iran which the Iranian government will use, most probably, to finance terrorism around the world. It is Frank Fernuccio. He joins us live here in our broadcast, 52 minutes after the hour. And uh, some other stories I, I want to cover with you, my friend, uh, before we let you go, is this uh, situation that uh, <laughs> seems to be taking place. Uh, 
out there with these these immigrants, these refugees, whatever you want to call them. Um, Obama's got this empty chair or something he's going to do tonight at the uh, State of the Union that represents all the uh, the immigrants and the refugees and all these things. How come no one wants to talk about this stuff that happened on New Year's Eve in Germany with all these uh, refugees who basically just went bonkers and uh basically raped and pillaged over there in germany well it's a story that the european media has not paid much attention to at all um and it's actually just part of a larger story of a growing rape culture read about by uh the huge number of immigrants that have been let into europe let's take sweden as an example in 1974 sweden was one of the most crime-free countries on earth the government decided on a conscious effort that they were to let in a substantial number of immigrants, particularly those from the Middle East and North Africa. As a result, today, Sweden is the second most rape-common country in the world, behind only one other country, tiny little Lesotho, in Africa. Um, it's part of the, this whole broader story, and I think it's going to make a sea change in European politics in 2016 and beyond. We've got the fantastic Frank Fernuccio with us today. Frank, thanks for doing this as always, and uh, we will talk to you next Tuesday, my friend. Uh, enjoy the State of the Union, and we'll uh, we'll do a little bit of a wrap-up next week, my friend. And James, to all your listeners, remember, don't throw anything at the TV screen. They're expensive to replace. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Have yourself a wonderful Tuesday. It is Frank Fernuccio today. We got more coming up. The mix king, mix king, mix DJ Stax from Stax Me Productions on the ones and twos. I got money in my pocket.